0: Welcome to The Stylist Diaries. The Stylist Diaries is your source for hair, beauty, branding, and everything in between. I'm your host, Heather Decline, a licensed hairstylist and makeup artist in Calgary, Alberta, with a passion for sharing stories and collaboration. Now, let's take a look inside The Stylist Diaries. Welcome to The Stylist Diaries, episode 12. Today's guest is Laura Frostad, the owner of Laura Brows, based out of Calgary, Alberta. Laura is a fabulous brow artist, business owner, and mother of two. Laura moved to Calgary in 2015 and has hands down changed the brow game in Calgary. Laura Brows now operates out of two locations, and Laura has a successful team working alongside her. Today, I sit down with Laura and learn all about her journey and her tips and tricks for operating a successful business. I'd like to welcome Laura to the podcast. Hi, Laura. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm so good. I'm so happy to be interviewing you today.
1: I just so appreciate you having me. I'm so excited for you and to be honest. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, Okay, so let's get started. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your journey in the beauty industry? How long you've been in the beauty industry for and um, maybe a little bit of a backstory to Laura Browse?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So I uh, went to school and grew up in California. So whenever I finished high school, I immediately enrolled into their aesthetics program you have to be licensed to do any aesthetics in the States. Um, here, that's not the case. Um, so yeah, I went to school, got my uh, diploma license there. And then that was in 2005. So, oh God, that's 15 years ago. So <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> um, and I did everything. I, I started off at actually a um, skincare uh, clinic that did like laser hair removals, um, started off there and then went into plastic surgery, did chemical peels, things like that. Then I got into the salon, did facials, I did makeup, um, and body hair removal. Basically went through the whole thing where I did all of it. Um, and that was, uh, at that time I had, in 2007, I moved to Arizona. So the majority of my career then was back in Arizona. And um, I, I enjoyed it, but I would say that was also my 20s, so I wasn't really career-driven at that point. It was more about you know, working to have enough money to buy the ticket to the concert. Um, and then I found Brow Studio, um, Olga Brow Studio in Scottsdale, Arizona, and she taught me the correct method of how to do brows. And that was, what year was that? I want to say 2011, maybe, uh, maybe 2010, I think it was 2011. And started working with her and that was it. I finally found, she's like, okay, I, I didn't really care for body hair removal and facials and all the other things. And I liked makeup, but not as much. And in brows, I really saw how much it transformed the face. And I really loved what it did for everyone. Whether you wore a lot of makeup and you know you liked um, a different look, like I call it like the Beverly Hills look, that kind of California vibe, or if you're more of someone from Portland, Oregon and you don't wear any makeup, not I'm not saying that everyone does in but, <laughs> but if you guys get the idea, the general yep, thing is I just loved that no matter what, good brows fit everyone. And you could look put together with good jeans, good shoes and good brows and no makeup. And that's all you needed. And, um, it really does truly change someone's face. It can make you look so much younger. It could also make you look so much older if they're not done well. Um, <laughs> and
0: so how long have you been operating, uh, Laura Brows for now here in Calgary?
1: Laura Brow, I opened Laura Brows, uh, July 21st, 2016. Wow. So it, it'll, oh, the, so four years coming up. Yep. Then? Yeah. 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 Cool. And, um, Started, I started a Parkdale location at the first brick and mortar that was April of 2017. Yeah, oh, so okay. um the first little bit of starting more brows, I was just renting a, a little chair inside of a, a salon downtown. It
0: yeah. was just you at that point. It was, oh yeah. wow, cool, like, so you
1: really was, grown a lot. Was, <laughs> it was just me whenever I got the Parkdale location. It was funny, I you know. I had my clients, but I moved over to the Parkdale and it was, you know, a thousand square feet studio. And for about, um, probably a month, month and a half, it was just me in a big studio. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like I think I'm going to hire someone and train someone and, and get, uh, adjust to that. But, um, I just realized looking back at that, that probably was weird that it was just me. And, and in my idea, I'm just like, no, like all I'm going to hire people. I'm going to train people. Eventually it will be full. But I realize now that that's not how people do business. It's you open a business and it's full of employees and stuff. And I do it a little differently.
0: <laughs> kind of learn as you go along.
1: <laughs> yeah. And grow and grow as the demand needs to. So, sure.
0: yeah. so did you always know you wanted to be a business owner?
1: No, no. no I didn't. <laughs> it kind of just really did happen organically. And um, I'm so thankful for that. But I will say that I didn't sit down and be like, okay, I want... Eighteen employees. I want, you know, to, to have this. Um, and, and I, I, I appreciate that and, and really like it, but, but now I have goals. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, learning, I'm learning, you know, how to make those happen and stuff like that. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Kind of like, yeah, like you said, grows organically, I guess. Um, so what inspired you to start Laura Brows initially? Like, cause you had just arrived in Calgary.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to do anything else. It was what I did. It was what I loved. I do not have a university degree. I mean, I'd really been doing this straight out of high school. I um, am not a great student. So Mm -hmm. it was more like, I have to make this work. This is what I love. Um, I don't want to do anything else. So there was no plan B.
0: Laura Browse, I think you came along at a really good time because you came, became very well recognized very quickly in the city. And I knew the name Laura Browse long before I had met you and oh, been cool. to, to your business. So, um, how did you grow your business so quickly in such a like new city and, and so fast?
1: Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that I, I don't believe that there was a service or quality, um, or method of what I could offer
0: mm-hmm. in Calgary,
1: um, at, at, the time. Um, and a few things that I did, this was, I mean, Instagram, I mean, so this was like four years ago. I mean, it's so funny to think that how fast four years have gone, but how differently Instagram has changed since then. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really I, the people I only knew were my husband's friends and their wives. I really only knew like three people and, um, and my husband and his family. So I knew that I had to grow it by kind of reaching out. And how I did that was I, so I had an Instagram page and I also knew that photography is extremely, was extremely important. I used to be a photographer. I used to do wedding photography, like kind of back in the day, um, in between, working in aesthetics and so I had the camera and knew how to just create good quality photos so I started uploading my work and then I just old school went to a really well-known salon in Calgary and I followed their followers and then I went to a, uh, I went to the places that I thought that my clientele would be I went to you know the cycle studio Instagram and I followed their followers and looking back at like, now you can, now I realize that people pay people to do that. But I was, <laughs> I didn't have any clients and I was like, this is my job. And I reached out to people and then they were, I, as I was getting clients, I was like, Hey, how'd you hear about me? And They're like, Oh, you like randomly followed me on Instagram. And then I was wondering who is this person? And they saw my work and saw mm-hmm. that my work was good or, and then, um, so it really was old school. I giving advice with that. I actually don't know if that would work nowadays, mm-hmm. um, I really, I'm not into the Instagram, um, algorithms now. I have no idea it, My my business is very different and we're not, I mean, I don't pay for followers and I'm not following anyone anymore. Um, I stopped that a long time ago, but I really, for the people starting today, I really wouldn't know how um, to give them advice on how to start their business with that. I mean, a number, good photos for sure sure and if you have if you have a niche stick to it it absolutely i think will take you far for sure
0: yeah absolutely i know instagram's changed a lot even um i started here in 2016 actually so for me like just to see how far it's changed in in that time it, it is quite a bit but you do have a really great social media presence so what are some of the tips and tricks i guess you kind of have said this but maybe if you have some more in mind um that are for people that are looking to grow their business through social media?
1: I just, i say keep it real. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, and I, like if you go to my page, it is random. It's not very aesthetically pleasing to the eye. It's not like all these beautiful purples and pinks and colors that go together. It, um, But I, I personally like that when I see an Instagram that I know that it is um, just, yeah, just real for what they're feeling for that week, for that day. Um, I also think there is something to say for, I guess it's like a micro Instagram page. Um, I like following businesses that, I mean, yes, if they have millions of followers, great. And I like that business, but I also like seeing other small businesses that have 7,000 followers or 2,000 followers, you know, and Mm -hmm. knowing that they are building that business, uh, legitimately in a way and I think even if you do it another way not that that's not legitimate but um but I like seeing those micro Instagram businesses um a a really good person that I another thing is I look to someone how they're how they're doing businesses and, and see what they're doing I I follow the Stryker sisters in California and they I remember seeing their page I mean they do Hollywood and Actors and actresses makeup and hair and like a year ago, they only had I think 5,000 followers or 7,000 followers And I I still think the following is low like for each sister and I think there's something to say in that that You know, it's okay to not be big and to just keep doing what you're doing and to not um, Justify your success on those numbers justify your success on the quality of your clients do your clients appreciate you are, are they good clients do you know do they pre-book and um uh, on that intimacy of them and how your business is doing to not do it by the numbers of instagram yeah so i you not
0: a lot um with the numbers of instagram do not equal the amount of clients that you have in your chair mm-hmm. so i mean the same for hair aesthetics and um yeah, I think that it's good to not get caught up in all of that because at the end of the day, we're trying to build businesses on Instagram
1: and get clients and that's the goal, right? Totally. And, and it, it absolutely, I mean, I don't think I would have a business without it. You no, know, I, <laughs> it, Instagram was my job um, and, and I, obviously good quality photos for sure. I think help. Um, and I think people now as Instagram is kind of like aging, they, they really are striving for something that's just kind of real. Um, and in a way that's what I'm looking for so I think that's what I want to put out there if you're looking for something different then you're going to put out there something different and you're going to attract who you are
0: so you recently did a takeover on the go pamper instagram and I was really fascinated with it um, because rather than talking about brows and I think a lot of like the people that were doing takeovers are talking about their trade you chose to take the opportunity to talk about business and you talked about some really awesome things so um, I kind of like to pick your brain on some of that, but what are some of the things that people running a business should know?
1: For me, it was know know where you stand mm-hmm. and know what your morals are uh, and and have integrity. I'd say number one for me how 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 you live your life in in every relationship is have integrity. And I think that whenever I see people that unfortunately don't live life with integrity, I I truly see how they suffer. Um, and, and, and I want to learn from that. Um, and I'm not saying that I've always had integrity, but I've seen that whenever you do, um, what it does. And, and whenever I say that it doesn't mean that you're always doing the right thing. Whenever you're having integrity for me, it doesn't mean that I'm always making the right decision. Um, but if I do, I, you apologize or you make it right. Um, and you go back to that. Um, or so I would say for that to, um, stick to your morals and if you don't, the thing is that whenever you have a business, you're going to be put in situations that you don't know where you stand Mm
0: -hmm. and you're
1: put on the spot. And someone told me, I can't remember who, but it was whenever you don't know the answer or you're even just a little uncomfortable about it, it's okay to take a second to breathe before you say yes or before you say no and um just having that moment to and and people aren't going to be like I mean it's not a long pause but it's enough pause where you can respond to say I'm not sure if that will work for me or let me get back to you on that where because we're so quick to say yes no um or yes is a big one right we never want to say no um and because we don't want to miss those opportunities and so I think, yeah, I would probably say that. Um, and whenever I've talked to other business, I love listening to different podcasts as well. And talking to business owners, you know, they, they somewhat say kind of those things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, if, if I'm questioned by something or if I don't know what to do, I sit down and just feel what, what is right for me, for the business, for my employees, and go from there. What that?
0: That's amazing. Great answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are your tips and tricks for dealing with difficult
1: clients? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> We do not have that many, <laughs> which is good. It's a good thing. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, working in Scottsdale. Um, I mean, I, I Scottsdale clients, if you're listening, I love you. I miss you. But um, man, you, I got a lot of practice with how to talk to difficult clients. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. Um, everyone down there is, you know, cause I, I think it's just a different culture down yeah. there too. Um, and so I got a lot of practice with how to talk with them. Um, and thankfully here it very rarely happens. Um, the thing is, is that everyone wants to be heard and I've been upset too. I, I pray to God that I've never, I mean, like, I, I know that I've never like yelled at anyone. Um, but if I ever did make someone feel bad for their job, I, I, that was terrible. Um, I, I can't, I hope I didn't do that, but you never know. Um, and it, but to just listen to them. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, um, you do, I do try to make it right with them. They, they really just want to know to that be validated. I think everyone wants to be validated. Your children want to be validated. You want to be validated in a relationship, like everything. Right. Um, and to know that, um, Either a, we didn't mess up and we're really sorry. How can we make it up to you? Um, but there also comes to a point where I'm not going to take abuse too. Um, There's a line. This exactly. Um, and this thankfully has only happened, uh, I would say about three times. Um, and one was like a, um, one was a Google review, and she was really upset that we charged her for a no-show, which um, and. Uh, I went back to the notes and I saw that she had been, she had no showed multiple times and finally we charged her and she wrote a review saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was very, um, she was very unhappy that we charged her that. And it was my first bad review. I couldn't sleep. I I couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. And um, I finally, I don't know what it was, but I finally woke up and I was like, you know what? If she's going to be upset that we charged her for her not coming, and not calling us after we've you know let so many slide I'm okay with that and so I think it goes back to like who who are you and who do you want to attract as a client um, if someone's going to read that and say oh my gosh, I can't believe that she was charged. I would be like, don't I'm like, you're not my client then, <laughs> you you know, yeah. so it's just, it was to me something clicked. I was like, I'm okay to have bad reviews if they are over that. Um, another, you know, another client, she just, um, really got in my employee's face and my face and, and took it out on social media. And, um, and, and it was, Funny too, because once she did, I had a lot of people that I didn't even know reach out and said, "Don't worry about her; she does this often. it Don't take it personally." And um, but there's one thing where I'm going to apologize, but I will not allow you to abuse my staff for mm-hmm. sure, and I won't allow you to abuse me. So I simply say, my dad told me this um, because he, he uh, has ran businesses, and he thankfully said, "You know what." I just don't think that you're happy here and maybe we're not the best place for you. And, you know, you give them their money back and just say, thank you so much. I'm so sorry um, that we can't make you happy. We can't make this right for you. I I just don't think that we're the business for you then. And I totally understand that you don't want to come back Um, and just politely say that, um, you know, I have had to fire clients because they constantly no show and things like that. It's just got to have the tough conversations. You can't make, those people happy, but, um, it's just, there's a way for you to say it in a polite way and how they take it is how they're going to take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, most of the clients, if they're like, you know, you tend to my brows too dark. Um, I I didn't like the way they were filled in. You're running five minutes late. Like those little things, like a hundred percent, like it is okay. And they're, and they always say like, not always, but some of them are just like, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to complain. And I'm like, please like tell me. Hmm. where we can improve, tell like, I would rather talk to you and say, I'm sorry, or issue your money back or make it right. than you never come back because you are a great client and you mm-hmm. don't mean to complain. And you know, you're, you didn't enjoy a service that I want you to enjoy. And I, I want you to walk out of there with beautiful brows. And if you didn't feel that way, then of course, please tell us. Yeah, it's, um, so I, I think there's one thing to be said that you have to be honest and say something and how that person takes it is on them. Yeah. If I didn't take it well, that is going to come back and bite me in the butt. So I don't want a reputation out there where someone wasn't happy with their brows and I freak out. Like, no, it's going to happen. And, and you yeah. learn from it too. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. That's the thing. It's like, if this is going on and on and on, like I've got to knit that in the butt and I've got to fix it. So that's why I appreciate people telling me, they're like, Hey, I've, been going to so-and-so or you know something if I notice that that is come up more than more than once then I have the conversation and we address how did that happen how can we fix it It, it's growing and learning because I you know we can't have multiple people unsatisfied
0: no not at all we we want to learn and do better and give the best services possible of course (laughs) yeah um you did kind of touch on this as well but How do you enforce your no-show policy? Because I know that's something that I think a lot of people that are new to offering services are kind of, you know, trying to figure that out.
1: Um, I will say that it's hard and it never gets easy. For sure. If you, it never gets easy saying, I have to charge you for a no-show. So I think if someone were to say that, I'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because I'm expecting it to. I'm, I'm you know, I was changing our policies to make it easier on me. For my staff to have that hard conversation and it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a few things. Um, it, it It is very gray and it's, it hasn't never been black and white for people who, so we have a 24 hour cancellation policy for people who call and cancel um, within a reasonable time. We pretty much always let slide, yeah. we understand things come by, um, things come up, sorry. and. If you cancel, if you call and cancel though 20 minutes before your appointment and you do that multiple times, we charge you.
0: For sure. So if
1: this is going on, you know, you've had three appointments and two out of the three you cancel last minute and we couldn't fill it, then we do charge you. Um, and, and we also keep very detailed notes in everyone's file. So we know this date called two hours before the appointment, this date, no show this I mean like we can go back and to where we have our record till we know what, what happened and how many times we have let it slide so whenever it does come up to charge, it's like hey um you know we do have a 24-hour policy um we have we have let this slide three times and we didn't charge you not slide I wouldn't say that's the correct word but we haven't charged you three times we totally understand things come up um but unfortunately this is your fourth time calling um and canceling so we will be charging you this time for so that's for calling for people who straight up no show it is a little bit different um we always let your first one slide unless you were a new client if you're a new client we've never seen you before we will charge you and that's just the way it is um because we don't we don't have a relationship with you and the thing is it's weird whenever i have new clients that no show they almost always no show their second time
0: We just so, never come back
1: yeah, they, they booked one appointment, no showed. We yeah. have never seen them. Booked their second appointment that we haven't seen them still and no showed that. So if you are a first-time client and you no show the first time, we actually won't see you until we get your credit card information.
0: Good
1: call. Um, so and that's also a sahi conversation. And that's another thing that we have to take notes that we have to keep notes on because oh man, this is, this could be like an hour long conversation. Oh my God, we can have another episode just about this. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll just kind of talk on it. Um, So we do charge for first timers. For good clients, we obviously let their first one slide. If someone had a no-show in 2017, and she no-showed again in 2020, like obviously we're going to let that go. But the thing is, is whenever we have to say, like we're charging you, we oh, I want to let them know we have considered you and um have not charged you this time this time this time. Yeah. So um and and I appreciate you understanding. Um and that, and I leave it at that. Yeah. I don't say I don't say sorry because that means that I did something wrong and we didn't. No. Um so it's it's a very normal practice. I mean, you buy a packet of 10 at your cycling studio and if you don't show whenever you want they just take it off and you've got nine. they don't ask you for your credit card you know things like that it's just normal so Mm -hmm. and i'm okay with people being upset because i know that i have given them lots of chances absolutely i'm
0: i'm grilling you all about the difficult conversations because my next question for you is about um, offering discounts on free services for friends and handling those situations um, especially if a friend comes to you and says like, Hey, Laura, can I get a free or a discounted service? How do you uh, navigate that?
1: I do. Okay. I, oh, this is tricky because especially in Calgary, I mean, like half my clients are my friends. For I mean, sure. Literally, like I, the, I mean, everyone that I meet that comes in, I would, I love our clients. And, um, so, but if I didn't charge them, like, I'd, I'd have to move back to Arizona or something. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there would be no Laura browse. So um, with, within my, I've got, if you're in my circle of friends, you know that you're in my circle of friends. And mm. I think that goes for girls. Like it is, um, I feel like we're, I personally am not, uh, I call it like a guy where they just, they're friends with everyone. You know, and they've got their big group of guys. Like I have my, this one friend here, this one friend over there, and this, like, you know, I've got my close group of friends and, and they know they're in the circle. So, um, they're not charged. Um, and, and those are my really close ones. I'd probably say there's only, uh, three in there. Mm-hmm. Um, my other ones that are like, Oh, like we're close. Um, but just a little bit different. I still charge them. I give them a heavy discount. So I personally, um, they get 60% off. So yeah. that covers, uh, covers my costs and also, um, also like commission, things like that. I, I can't actually remember if it's 60 or 50, um, but we're basically, um, I don't get any profits for that. Yeah. So, but they're covering for my employees because I'm not seeing them anymore. Um, so they're covering, so, so I'm not paying for my employee to do them. Yeah. And um, and the cost of that, and then also for other ones that are outside of that, it's family friends. Um, but really, I would probably say I have like four. The thing is, is that you, this could be a very very slippery slope. Um, and my thing is, is with my friends, you know, and if if really good client comes in, I love to treat them, and and I'll just I'll just like hey, you know what, we got your service today, and um, and they say no, you don't have to do that, and. I just say I'm like you know what I'm in the studio um, I'm happy to do it today. Don't expect it next time, and it's like a little, little joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I like that. You know, it's it's kind of just something I'm happy to do this for you today, and I don't think people expect it. I think if they do, then maybe um, they shouldn't be in your close circle anyway. I don't know, yeah. But um, you know, it's there. I'm throwing you a bone every now and then, and great. But the thing is, is I actually my friends want to support me, and and our clients want to support us. Um, and I remember having this conversation with my best friend. She's a hairdresser and we actually don't give each other discounts. I like um, that. And she, <laughs> she actually is nice. She's actually like my closest friend. Don't. Yeah. The thing is that if you are my friend, I want to support you. I want to help pay your bills because you are giving me an amazing service. Um, and I appreciate that. I'm not going to you because you are my friend. I'm going to you because I think you're the best damn person in the city. Yeah. and, and I, if you are my friend, let me take you out to dinner. Let me spoil you on your birthday. Let me buy you a drink. Um, come over for Christmas Eve, like things like that. So I think there's a difference with those two. Um, and, and it kind of, I'll touch on referrals too. I actually don't have a referral program Yeah, because we, again, we wouldn't charge anyone. I mean, after I'd oh. say we built our <laughs> business, like literally we built, yeah. I built our our business on Instagram for about the first maybe like six, seven months. And then after that, I just blew up with referrals. And so I, I I refer people to my top people because they are who I love and I trust. And I think you should go there, not because there's something in it for me. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, that's how I run it. So that's the beauty of different businesses. You get to do what you want and what you think is works and right.
0: Uh, what makes you feel proud about your business?
1: Oh, just the women mm-hmm. oh man I don't I'm I'm like I'm breastfeeding I'm so emotional but um
0: you have such a good community
1: I I don't I don't know why I've been blessed with the people and that through my business I mean with with every single one of my girls my staff to everyone that walks in the door I I I just they're incredible women and it just fascinates me how how just beautiful inside and out and talented they are and kind they are um, and supportive they are yeah I I I don't know how that's putting on the spot with that but I really I wish I could could say how much I appreciate it in better words yeah they're incredible they are. Well, from the ones I've met at
0: least. <laughs> um, okay. What's next for Laura Browse and where can we find you um, like on Instagram and all that?
1: Oh, yeah. It's actually a, a secret. I can't tell you what's next for Laura Browse. Oh, I
0: love that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hopefully I'll be able to announce um, the end of the fall, beginning of winter, which, okay, for Calgary midwinter. Um I'm hoping by the end of twenty twenty I'll be able to announce what's next. Um I've been working on something for about two years now so I'm really hoping that that will be soon this year. And um you guys can find me on Instagram at Laura Browse. Amazing. You're gonna have to I'm watch Laura
0: Browse to find out what's next.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> Stay tuned in a while.
0: <laughs> okay, so just to wrap things up, I have a couple of questions that um, I usually put like a box out there so people can ans- ask questions that maybe I don't think of. Um, most of these are brow related, so we'll just jump into it. Um, what is the best brow pencil?
1: Right now, um, and since I've opened up, uh, we've been using cinna and it is fantastic. The ash brown is probably 80% of our clientele's color, which it blows my mind. Like when people, when I've, for real, it is yeah. literally perfect for so many. Um, whenever you go to Sephora and you've got 15 different pencils, I swear not one of them actually works because not one of them is a grayish color. Mm-hmm. So many of them are warm, which pull out orange, just like you can hear. Yeah. I mean, it will go warm like that. So um, anyway, yeah, our, our Ashton pencil in Senna, um, love it, love it, and there's literally not another pencil out there that has a color like that. I'm actually obsessed with it. I was like, I already know the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: What are some of your other favorite brow products?
1: Um, That is also a secret.
0: Okay, I love it. You're so mysterious.
1: <laughs> so that I personally, that I that I'm using, yeah.
0: Okay. what is the best thing not, that happened? Not, not, because, not, not
1: because I'm an ass, not because I'm a jerk so I don't want to say asshole. no
0: I think I love the suspense <laughs> there's so, there's yeah.
1: more to learn
0: what is the best thing that happened to you this year
1: oh um well I have a three-month-old baby he was born in Napier year and his name is Warner so absolutely it yeah I, I, I have to pick him he's just My little rock star. He's so awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Laura. I loved uh interviewing you and hearing all your stories and tips and tricks.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm so I'm so excited for this. Thank you so much for asking me, Heather. And um I appreciate this. And hopefully I'll come and see you guys soon too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast sometime.
1: (laughs) Oh wonderful. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at heatherdk underscore. Until next time, sending love and light your way.